Hello everybody, Tom here. Please excuse the audio quality for this episode. Unfortunately, due to unforeseen events, we were unable to record in the same room. But be rest assured, we should be back on track by next episode. Thank you, and please enjoy this episode. This is Fritz Frivolous with continuous live coverage of the corner of Curious Lane and Just Because Boulevard, the epicenter of the alien invasion. And this just in, King Kong is fighting the mobile suit Gundam. And of course, all of this is happening amidst World War IV, making it pure pandemonium. If only Captain Planet were still alive to save us all. Dude, could you imagine? <laughs> For its frivolous, you have been chosen. Ask of any mystery, and the answer you shall receive. Any anything I, I I can ask about any mystery, any mystery, and you shall receive an answer. Uh, okay. Uh, um, I need to know what is the meaning of life. The meaning of life is. Welcome back, everybody. This is Tom Case, and this is Will Stark. And in case you haven't noticed already by the sound of Will. We had to do this episode a little bit differently, so I'm in our secret studio here while <laughs> William is in a undisclosed location. Indeed, I am. Indeed, I am. Unfortunately, I was not able to make it to our to our secret locale. Yeah, I'm stay in my my own secret locale this week. I know we have a few people on our Discord who's trying to figure out our location, and you know we got to keep them on their toes. You know what I mean? We can't, <laughs> you know, we can't take yeah, that absolutely. risk. No, no, definitely not. <laughs> Okay, so now that we got that out of the way, um, the first question I have here, I know this one's going to be – it's going to be hard because for one, you know, just to think of one answer, but you're going to have I, – I have a prediction that you're going to have more than one answer to this and it's going to be very hard to pick one. Okay. And I have to give credit to my brother-in-law, Andrew, for this one. He, he actually was, was – uh, telling me this or asking me this question. And that is, what if you were given the chance to be told the answer to one mystery? <laughs> oh man, one mystery. All right. Give me, give me my parameters. What, what do you mean by mystery? So the parameters are, it could be anything in the past or maybe something that's going on currently that no one can figure out. It, it could be a crime mystery. It could be a murder. It doesn't even have to be any of those. It could be any mystery that to this present day you may have heard of and was intrigued about and nobody knows. It has to be something that, you know, no one knows. Yeah, no one, no one knows the answer to, like something that's still uh, considered an, an actual mystery. Okay. And then um, I already know my answer, but uh, who, who's answering this question? Oh, well, you're going to answer this question. Oh, but my point is like, uh, who oh, are you oh. <laughs> I see, I see what you, I see what you're saying there. Um, you know what? I, it, for someone to have all the answers, it would have to be something in my mind, someone, something supernatural, right? Okay, cool. That's going to back up my question. Then uh, I feel better asking this question because I mean, the mystery that I'm going to want, like, quote-unquote solve the, the answer i'm going to ask for is going to be 
like what is the the nature of this reality that's the question i'm going for like what is the purpose of life what is the purpose of the universe like how did this happen and why that's the mystery i want so and, and and you would hope that they don't answer with the number 42 right yes oh absolutely i'm so <laughs> mad i would literally throw something with supernatural entity space <laughs> i know how fucking dare you wow you know what i so that was kind of a twist for me because I didn't expect that answer from you, but 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 uh, that wasn't the part that threw me for the loop. Was my answer is actually very well. I wouldn't say very similar, but it did have something to do with like you know this reality as opposed to is there another one after we die? Okay, you know? so your, yours is more like looking to the future. Mine was more looking to the past. Yeah, yeah. But you know, but they're still yeah, they're in the same vein. The, the, what is the nature of this reality? Like, yeah, kind of, of exactly. Like kind of two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I mean that's that's the question. Like across of all of our history, we've been trying to answer that question through our various religions and philosophies and all this other stuff. So I mean, yeah, to me, it's, it's almost an overly obvious question. But um, if we were to move away from that, though, unless you want to delve more into that topic. Um, I'm trying to think of like actual like historical mysteries, mm-hmm. and whenever whenever I do that, like the number one that always pops in my head is the missing Roman legion, which it would be a good one. That'd be an interesting one to, to find out. I don't know if it's the one I would want to know though. Oh, that see, that's where I thought you were going to go with that. That's what I was thinking in my head when I was thinking about this question because I remember you you I think you had brought that up in um one of our episodes. Um, yeah. Yeah, it sounds familiar. It's something I bring up from time to time. So, I mean, it's up there. If 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 someone just popped the question on me, that might be the one I turn to. Um, what about you? Do you have any historical mysteries? You know, I there there was this uh, mystery about they they made a movie on it, and obviously they you know they took uh, what, what's the what's the term like they took their artistic their take Priest. on it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They they. And it was about the people who were uh, traveling in. God, now I now I know. Now I'm now that I'm on the spot, I I know I won't remember all the names. It was like somewhere I want to say like in Siberia, and they disappeared. Oh, and, I know what you're talking about. You told me about this horror movie. I forgot about this. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and they, you know they they found like weird. Um, uh, like they found photographs and I think even some footage because you know the the hikers that went up there. You know, they were actually following, I think, um, the footsteps of – in the movie, they were following the footsteps of the original hikers, right? The original mystery of what happened to them. Well, anyways, the movie ends up being to where – you know, spoiler alert, but like they were talking about how what really happened to them was they found this, um, you know, government experiment that had to do with uh, – I think it had to do with time travel and – they found out that, you know, because of this experiments and because of time travel, I don't know, there was like these weird monsters that came about and that's how they got killed. Right. Those are those are your artistic liberties right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it it's still, you know, the, the fact that the original story that that movie was made from is still a mystery. You know, it does kind of make me wonder, like, you know, is it something very simple, like like an animal attack? You know, that was like one of the theories that they had. But some of the the things that they found when the when they investigated the scene, you know, didn't all add up to a to an animal attack. So 
I don't know. I, I, I love those type of mysteries, you know, where it's literally like, man, there was no more witnesses. Everyone's dead. You know what I mean? I don't like the fact that everyone's dead. Anyone could ever know now. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So it's like one of those I would have to pick. I'll probably have to pick that if I couldn't pick my original answer. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that, that's a fair enough one. But you know what? I, I'm I'm racking my brain right now trying to like think of like historical mysteries, and I, as a person, am just so disinterested in mysteries as like a genre, mm-hmm. or even like uh, mysterious documentaries. Like I just skip those; those just hold no interest for me. That I'm I'm failing to come up with one that isn't the the missing Roman legion. The only other one I can think of is. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with the Greek philosophers, you know, the big names, you know, you have your Aristotle, your Plato, and your oh, yeah, the, Socrates, right? the rock stars of the philosophy yeah, world, the, the rock stars <laughs> of, of the Greek philosophical world. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Beatles, if you will, of Greek <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. um, but, uh, to this day, we actually don't know for certain if Socrates existed because oh, that's Socrates right. never wrote ever, anything down. Everything we have from him was written by his student, Plato, and was written from Plato's point of view. So we, again, we don't know if he was real, and I guess that's a mystery. I would like to know if Socrates was real. I mean, right off the – Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, you're right. Right off the bat, it would be like, okay, let's say if he wasn't real, Uh why would uh, Plato – you know what I mean? Like The thought thought is that Plato uh, was writing his philosophy almost in the third person. As to, in order to like give it even more credence, you know. What I mean? Oh, okay. But that being said, I'm not super well read with all three of them because you know Aristotle learned from Plato, Plato learned from Socrates. But what I have read from Plato and what I've read of written of Socrates, they they do have like a different approach to like how they they see, um, you know, their ideal culture and ideal morals and stuff like that so to me it, it seems to indicate that i think socrates was a real actual individual with yeah. his entirely own set of teachings and beliefs that plato did really record but i think plato probably took some uh some uh, artistic liberties if you will because some of the things that he has socrates say in his writings it's, it's a little flowery it's a little dramatic um especially uh it's, a, it's actually a really good read the the read of socrates's death and how, because, you know, Socrates was, was executed by by Athens, by the government, because well, of his su- teachings. Supposedly, right? Supposedly, right. yeah, yeah, exactly. Supposedly. Uh, because his teachings oh, went against, uh, you know, the teachings of the religion of, of the gods and whatnot. You know, he, but, he, was, he was more atheistic. So the reason, though, why that was the whole mystery was because everything that we know of him was only through Plato? Yeah. Exactly. Plato was oh, the one who okay. wrote everything down. Yeah. Yeah, that and, would seem a little weird because, like, I mean, if this person was as prolific as, you know, like Plato would make him out to be, you would think there would be other writings of him or, or other people who talked about Socrates. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know enough to know if there were other uh, things that were written about him. From what I've read, Plato is like the main source. But the thing about Socrates is, from what we know is that he was a very strange and extremely eccentric individual. He never left the city of Athens in his entire life. Like, he never walked outside their walls, practically. 
Oh, he, he was just he, he I think he, he didn't even own a pair of shoes I think I'm remembering that correctly he, he walked around barefooted he, he was really unwashed and unkempt like you would have thought he was a homeless person except for he was like <laughs> the smartest dude you ever met in your life yeah and uh, he he was con- he would Socrates is one of those people if obviously he did exist he's one of those people that you would hate to know because he's so annoying <laughs> he he acts like he knows it all he's always uh decrying something whether it's the government or religion or the way you're living your life like he's overly critical and he's just a negative nancy and terrible to be around i mean if that was true you know what i mean and you're and like what you're saying like if he never left you know athens or whatever like you know that's like somebody who's never went who's never traveled and they're trying to give you travel tips you know to to you know what i'm saying like doesn't that feel it that way like Sure. Um, you're not wrong. But that being said, Socrates was an absolute undeniable genius. Like, again, if we can take Plato at his words, this dude had dozens and dozens of students following him around all the time because his philosophy was just so on point. And the reason he's one of our favorite philosophers is because, like, I have found myself reading you know, some of his recorded words and it really either moving me or making me think about the way I live my life on like a moral, you know, how, how I go about my day and what I value. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he, he didn't have like world travel experience, but I'm not going to Socrates for world travel experience. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but real quick before we, we move on is that uh, Plato theory or uh, supposedly recorded the last moments of Socrates' life in which uh, he was to be executed, and he just, he was calm. He just had his friends come to him and so that he might philosophize with them to, to his dying moment. The way he was executed was uh, a poison brew made with hemlock, which was pretty common at the time. It's supposed to be painful, but um, and Man, it killed you within like a couple hours of drinking it. And Man, that's not, that does not sound any fun if it's going to take a couple hours. Yeah, and then the thing is, like, supposedly what is written is that uh, his friends, Plato included, came to rescue him. Basically, they'd worked out a deal where they were going to smuggle Socrates out and take him to, I want to say, Thebes? One of the other Greek cities. It doesn't matter. Um, but they were going to smuggle him out. And every, they, basically, government was going to brush out on the rug. They weren't going to execute him. It was going to be fine. Um, and Socrates literally philosophizes and argues why that is a terrible idea and why he needs to die instead. And this is one of those moments I remember I was in high school when I read this. And I remember at the beginning of reading this uh, being so thoroughly irritated with the logic of Socrates and not understanding like like why he won't just go. I'm like he can live for the rest of his days, he can continue philosophizing, making the world a better place. Etc. Etc. Yeah. And by the end of this story, if you follow the logic and you listen to everything he's saying, you're just like, shit, you're right. He has to die. <laughs> and just like having my mind so thoroughly changed from beginning to end, it just blew me away. Yeah. And whether it was real or not, it's a brilliantly told uh, story and lesson. And, you know, I so in the end, I guess it doesn't matter if Socrates is real or not, because his teachings are. Um, they're still there. Very powerful and very meaningful to this day. That being said, we don't know if he actually existed or not. Yeah, I totally thought you were going to say he he was he was going to philosophize with with them on like 
why he doesn't want to travel, so don't try to save him and take him out. Well, honestly, <laughs> yeah. that was kind of part of it. Like, the dude was so attached to Athens as an identity for himself and both to the city that, like, the idea of living in another city just sounded like living hell to him. Which is him being close-minded, but he was an eccentric person. I love, I love having the thought too that, you know, when Plato was writing all this stuff about Socrates, you know, making him seem real. If there was other philosophers around going, oh, so he didn't even want to leave at that point. How convenient! Like, like, <laughs> like you know, like they don't believe him either. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can see that. that's hilarious. And you know, you're crazy. You're just making everything up. Yeah, I know. And then, and then all else, the other thing I could only think about is Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. If, if Socrates, yeah, if Socrates really was like that and kind of annoying, if I met someone like that, I would just probably, hey, what's up, Socrates, just to get him mad because I keep mispronouncing his name. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, when you mentioned about like, you know, you would, you would kind of steer more back for like a mystery back in history, right? Ooh, that's, right. A, that sounds like a good, that's like that's like a good album name, like the mystery back in history. Mystery back in history, you know what I mean? We got to make like a song a out of that. Episode name, dude. That's a ooh, that's a good one right there. <laughs> mystery back in history. Okay, um, no, but I was also thinking, you know, what might be a really good one that everyone always talks about is the building of the pyramids. I did think about that because we don't have a full understanding of how they were built. Yeah, you know, like. I, I I would be so, you know, like enthralled to find out like, oh, yeah, like this is how it's done. But I kind of feel like, to be honest, like if, if we were given this answer, it's going to be something where we're like, oh, duh. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's so <laughs> yeah, simple. I, got, I feel the same way. Like we're going to find out. We're like, well, that was underwhelming. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> um, another one would, uh, that in the same vein would be Stonehenge. You know, we don't I was know who gonna, built yeah. them or how they were made. And why, what it was for. I mean, I know that they say that it's probably for a calendar of some sort, right? Right, right. But we don't, we don't know the details. Yeah. I mean, it could have been something that they were building there, and then there was like, yeah, you know what? We don't like this location. Let's let's go somewhere else, you know? It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. It's just an unfinished uh, project. I, yeah, I know. You never know. Or, <laughs> or I guess there's something, you know, if we didn't want to – you know, always look back into history. I mean, even to this day that everyone is still wondering about has other life, you know, from other planets visited us, right. You know, extraterrestrial beings or whatever that, that might be a good one to to answer unless, you know, again, unless you get the, of course not. You know what I mean? Like, no. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I just don't find that very interesting necessarily because for me, it's just like, well, it's irrelevant whether they have or haven't. Oh, I see what you're saying. But that's just my—I know a lot of people are fascinated by that subject, so I get it. Yeah, I mean, I guess there would be a little bit more relevance. Like, like let's say if we did pick, okay, how were the uh, pyramids built? You know, that could at least answer a lot of questions to certain like how those ancient civilizations were living. How much? Because like even the ancient Greeks, I mean, you know, they had like. you know, all, all, like the math and those sciences back mm-hmm. then, you know, and they were using yeah. them, you know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, like, you know, it, it just goes to show, like, well, why couldn't someone from that time period building the pyramids probably have, I don't know, some type of technology that we didn't think they would know about, but they did? I mean, yeah, it's just some 
possible. We we've the the fluctuation of like technological uh, advancement has kind of gone up and down throughout history. And obviously, then as you get closer and closer to the modern age over the last 400 years, it's really skyrocketed to unbelievable heights. But um, but yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say what, what they did or didn't know, because if you think about it, Socrates was closer to Socrates' time period was closer to our time period than he, than he was to the time when the pyramids were made. Yeah. By the time Socrates came around, the pyramids were already like three or four thousand years old. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, and, and I think that was what seven hundred BC. So we're talking about twenty seven hundred years ago. So yeah. Now I know this question was more so like, what if you had the chance, you know, or like, or like, what if I had the chance? But yes. if I changed it a little bit, how would you? What would you think about like, let's say if the world had the chance? And I don't know who would be. The one, yeah, to be to be finally chosen to pick which question, but I don't know. I kind of feel like if it was left up to like the world, let's say I don't know, let's just say it was the superpowers, right? Like the 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 largest governments of the world. Now, if it was up to them, I kind of wonder what they would pick. You know what I mean? Because a part of me would think they might go with like religious aspects. We might. It's also hard to say, like. the powers that be might never be able to come to an agreement of about what's to be asked. So I would not be surprised if a question never gets answered because a question never gets asked. Yeah. And that would be a shame. <laughs> yeah, that would be a shame, but well, it'd be difficult for them to come to an agreement on what the question should be if the entire world. Will, and then of course you would be dealing with riots everywhere. Can you imagine if people, if this was like public knowledge and everyone like knew it for a fact, like, Everyone would be screaming to have their question answered. There'd yeah. Be riots in the streets, there'd be uh, movements, religious movements, political movements. It'd be chaos. Yeah, it would definitely, I think, turn very chaotic. Yeah, but like I mean, to the point where I, I would expect political assassinations. Like I, I would, I mean, I would expect disaster. Yeah, I kind of feel like that there would be groups out there that are so, like, what's the word? You know, they're just so zealous. Fan- zeal- yeah, yeah, exactly. Zealous. Yeah. You know, fanatics. You know what I mean? Like. They just couldn't handle the fact that if you're not going to ask their question or, or they're not going to get their answer, you know, which also would lead into the other part, too. Like, OK, let's say they finally did reach an agreement to what question they're going to ask. Depending on how this answer is going to be given, is it going to be given <laughs> privately or is it going to be given to the right. public? Because, you know, if the nation's governments are going to hear this, they probably not going to air it publicly first. Right, right. There's going to be a delay in case it's disastrous. <laughs> yeah, and then there's going to be tons of, uh, you know, conspiracies. You know, oh, they didn't give us the, the right answer or they're holding back certain information or they changed this, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a never-ending uh, mystery. I'm trying to think of what, what on earth would a government want to know? Like, Yeah, I, I'm, know? I'm struggling like, with that too right now because the only reason I thought about the religious was because I do know that some of the – you know, maybe not some of the superpowers, but like, you know, some of the people in power are always, you know, talking about, oh, yeah, well, I'm of this religion or this faith. You know, I would feel like certain groups, you know, like like the Vatican or, or you know, some, some people in Israel, whatever, you know, that, that have their influence in some politics. That's the only reason why I thought that that's what they would they would want to know. But other than that, you're yeah, right. I wouldn't well, know what they. Okay, 
I just thought, like, if I was the president, right, or I, I was the leader of, um, oh my gosh, why can't I think of the UN, right? If I was okay. just super in charge of the UN, even though I know that's not how it works, <laughs> and I got to be like, okay, you need to ask a question that is going to benefit the world or your people or whatever in the best way possible. Um, I'm thinking the number one thing that I'm going to ask is, uh, what is the truth about human effect on climate change? Because Ooh. if this is the voice coming from on high and no one can deny it, well, then we can all finally get on board with one or the other on what the fuck is going on. And let's goddamn do something to save this planet. That's Dang. The I'm you know what? That's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's, I, you know, that's so good that that's what you would hope they would do. Right. Right. But yes. man, I, okay. Do you have faith? Let's say this is all happening. Do you have faith that that's what they would pick? No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be on the board, though. I think it, it, it might make it to – I think it has like a 30% chance of being the question that does get answered because I think governments are very interested in the absolute truth, even though like the truth is staring them in the fucking face already. But I think uh, I think they would be able to help themselves. I think that would be a finalist in like the top three final possible answer or questions. Yeah. I would hope, dude, could you imagine? Breaking news, a new study suggests leaving an iTunes review is very important for newly created podcasts. So to nurture your new favorite podcast, make sure to leave an iTunes review. This has been Fritz Frivolous reminding you to like, comment, and subscribe. Will and Tom, back to you. A murderous gang kills his wife and family, turning Frank Castle into the Punisher. While investigating the death of a little girl, he suffers a psychotic breakdown, turning Walter Kovacs into Rorschach. And the death of his billionaire parents during a robbery turns Bruce Wayne into Batman. All three are now famous vigilantes in the comic book world, but what if there was a real vigilante in our world? What would it take to become a successful vigilante, cleaning up the crime-ridden streets of our neighborhoods? Let us follow our two caped crusaders, Will and Tom, as they take out the trash and find an answer. And we're back. Indeed. All right, Willem, this one is a little, a little bit difficult for me to explain. Um, so, okay... What I originally came up with was the question of, like, what if you were a vigilante like Batman, right? Okay. But what I actually really wanted to come out from this question is, like, what do you think – let's see. How, how would I ask this? Like, what do you think needs to happen or how would this person have to be and need in order to become okay. a successful Vigilante. Your, your, your question is like, what what does it take? What what um, combination of circumstances and necessities need to come together in order for Batman to be an actual possibility? Uh, yeah, and not necessarily Batman. You know what I mean? But but uh, uh, yeah, a successful vigilante, <sighs> ba- a Batman esque, right? Um, let be and because like this originally started when I was when I was thinking of the question of like. You know, what if there was a real life vigilante, 
right? That was the that was the actual like OG question that I was thinking in my head. Um, but I realized that there actually are some. Um, actually, while you think about the question, let me let me go over okay. some Fritz facts here. Yeah. Um, Benjamin John Francis Fodor, aka Phoenix Jones, is an American real life vigilante. Initially wearing a ski mask to intervene in a public assault, Fodor later developed a fool costume and adopted Phoenix Jones as a pseudonym. From 2011 until its dissolution in 2014, Jones was the leader of the Rain City superhero movement, um, which was in Seattle, Washington. And it was a, um, a citizen patrol group that described itself as a crime prevention brigade. Um, now, here's the part of <clears throat> Phoenix Jones where I feel like, okay, this comes down to a somewhat successful vigilante. Okay. Is that he is a mixed martial artist that confronts lawbreakers while wearing a costume. So that's like I'm not, I'm not and I'm not saying that he is the most successful vigilante or whatever, but there are uh there there are some very small like documentaries on him or at least one that I remember seeing it was off YouTube and it was him uh basically stopping someone I think that I think they were harassing like I think it was a guy harassing a girl and he broke it up and the guy wanted to fight him well obviously Phoenix Jones he's a mixed martial artist so there was no contest the guy the guy who was trying to do whatever with this girl you know got his ass handed to him pretty quickly okay um <clears throat> Another Fritz fact was there, and there is a documentary. It's actually a, a pretty good one. It's called Superheroes, and they showcase many so-called vigilantes throughout the United States. Most help out by handing out flyers, like regarding crimes or or criminals, or you know, or they hand out like supplies, food, and water to the homeless. Now, I, okay, those are all good. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say all those are good things to do. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that, you know, more power to them. But yeah, but yeah. I don't consider that a vigilante. However, they do show some of them, some of them that take it further than that. And uh, two notable ones are one, he calls himself the Dark Guardian. And he's I, I know, right? You, you know, the, the, the problem is sometimes their names. I'm like, man, that that kind of like, you know, it kind of sucks. I. I realize well, here's, the, here's the thing, Tom. Yeah. You don't ever get to call yourself the Dark Guardian. Everyone else has to call you that, yeah. and then you have to never call yourself that. That's the only way that ever works. <clears throat> exactly. I totally agree with you. It has to. I, I really do feel like because Phoenix Jones was actually uh, something that the city he patrols in started calling him. For sure. <clears throat> um, but – Okay, so he he calls himself the Dark Guardian, right? And and this is this is see, I I feel like a lot of vigilanteism, if you have if you if you're practical with it, I think this is you know that's a good thing to be is if you have to be practical with what you're doing. And what he does is he has a sidekick named Cameraman, <laughs> and obviously I think you know what Cameraman does, right? <laughs> so, but but I think that's important because he documents exactly what's happening, right? He he films everything for Dark Guardian, and what Dark Guardian does though is he patrols his city and he goes to the to the like city parks that are um, reported to have the most drug dealing happening, and he'll go in there with a bullhorn 
or actually cameraman goes in there first, right? Kind of undercover. And he kind of records video and audio of drug deals happening. And when the drug dealer stays in the park, he tells dark guardian who then comes in with a bullhorn and a light and everything. And he, and he literally confronts the drug dealers, you know, like, like out in the open, making sure like all the public can hear and see him. And he okay. basically tells them that they need to leave and they, you know, don't come back. And he, he calls the police at the same time. <clears throat> so, I don't know that one. I don't know if you, you know, if he has to call. Yeah, this, that as, as a vigilante or not. Yeah, because you know, if you're calling the police, I don't know. Maybe, maybe no, not. I, I don't think that counts as vigilanteism. It, it's mm-hmm. definitely like uh, an active citizen. You know what I mean? They're they're actively yeah. keeping a lookout and notifying the authorities immediately, and you know, doing what they can to help prevent. Yeah. So that that's that, and they're kind of crazy about it, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, this. Oh, you know, I, I, number one, being a vigilante is illegal, and the reason it's illegal exactly. is because you are literally apprehending criminals and administering justice. Uh, yeah, exactly. Without, You're without, right. You know, due process and all that other stuff. Yeah, so, that's, no, that's the true. dark guardians account. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I know that's – but at least I, I like that he was a little more practical with it of like at least, sure. oh, you do know he is committing a crime you know, through using his psychic cameraman. Um, another one that they show in there, and this one probably would be considered more of a vigilante. Unfortunately, they didn't catch footage while they did the documentary of this happening. But they call themselves the New York Initiative, and it consists of three men and one woman. And what they do is they patrol their city, but they set up like, I guess, sting operations is what you could call them, where like sometimes they'll have the woman in their group, you know, walk down a street that's been noted for like muggings and stuff like that. And they have they're all in communication with each other using like walkie talkies and earpieces and and all that kind of stuff. And they kind of follow her, but like at a distance. And they try to see if anyone's going to mug her. And if they do, obviously, they're going to take care of that. At least this is what they say they did. They do. Um, the one thing, though, that I did like about it is one of the, the guys that are that's in that group, I, um, his because the other ones wear costume where they have masks. They don't want to show their face. Well, this guy who uh, he shows his face, he says the reason why is because he's gay and he doesn't want to like he feels like covering his face now is, is almost like being back in the closet, right? He doesn't no, want to do that. Okay. But right. his costume, I thought was the most, it made the most sense. It had protection where he needed protection. And then like he had this, I don't know how many thousand lumen light that was like blinding, like right on his chest so that if somebody did try to come up or whatever to him, you know, he would, he literally just pushes a button on his chest and it turns on, you know, that's pretty interesting. I like that. Yeah, I thought it was like super practical, like very practical, you know, and then he and then literally just for this, he's starting to he took EMT classes. He was getting all his license. So that way, if somebody did get hurt or whatever, and somebody did a homeless person got ran over, uh, got hit by a car, I should say. And he was able to administer first aid to that person. Okay, but how and why did this homeless person get hit? Did this homeless person get hit because he was doing something? Or did he no. get hit just – and then he just happened to see this homeless person get hit? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, he just – they were out on patrol. They were trying to do one of those things where I think the woman was like um, – or no, 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 no. It was one of the ones where he, he said he dressed up very flamboyantly because there was like a section that was like – there was a, uh, they heard there was anti-gay, you know, like – 
people, you know, committing that type of hate crime, right? So he he dressed up very flamboyantly and tried to like see if someone was going to try to do something to him because of that. And okay. it nothing happened, but then as they were going to call it quits, all of a sudden they heard this car kind of screech and they heard someone get hit and it was a homeless man, but the car took off like way fast before they could even get there. Right, right. Um, so it was, it was just, they just happened to be at the right place. Exactly. Yeah. It was unrelated. Unrelated. Yeah. Okay, and can we real quick, can we go back to this Phoenix Jones character? I yeah, just yeah. want to know, he, he stopped doing whatever, what, what was he doing? He, this person was literally physically fighting people. How were they not arrested? How? What, what do you mean? How was he not arrested? Yeah. You know what? I, I kind of thought that myself, but there was actually a, a YouTube video where there was some guy out, uh, like he was like some drunk guy. You, you know how like they, they want to, they get inebriated, they start getting belligerent, and they wanted to fight him, right? right? And this was outside of bar, and there was a cop there, and um, the cop actually allowed it, like he did not arrest them for fighting. Uh, he, yeah, I mean, yeah, cops are gonna use discretion. They have some leeway and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So just like whatever, like it's not like somebody's getting, you know, I don't know, mauled and and and, and mugged. You know what I mean? Yeah. Granted, the cop probably shouldn't have let that happen. Exactly. Like, yeah, but, but he I mean, did. Yeah, will use discretion. So like, but my my question isn't why did this Phoenix Jones character not get arrested for the one time he did it? My question is, this dude was doing it for three years and he never got in trouble. Like we know who this guy is, and he and he, and he didn't get in trouble. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, how, that, how did that occur? Yeah, I couldn't find that information. I I it didn't. You know what I mean? Like it didn't. I couldn't find where it said like. Oh, but then he was arrested because you know what I mean. Because you are right. If you are a vigilante, like that's illegal. You know, you can't yeah. take the law into your own hands. Yeah, and the, and the main reason is because of again the violence aspect of it all. Yeah, which um, which also actually real quick or, or were you? I'm sorry, did I interrupt no, you? No, no, go ahead. I was going to say the, the last uh, thing I, I I have here is and and it, it kind of brings up the same thing you just talked about. Have you ever heard of the Guardian Angels? No. So they were this group based out of New York City, and um, they're known for patrolling in big groups, and they usually wear red vests with red berets, and um, like they they would patrol all around, um, you know, like subways, you know, like like areas that are that that attract crime because they're dark and you know what I mean, like they're out of the way, like not not a lot of the public sees you know this area. Yeah, yeah, and. They always promote on there that they're, uh, they're crime deterrent. Like they, they practice and they preach and they teach people how to be safe from crime and all this stuff. But, uh, I remember I was in LA. It was a Holly. It was like LA Hollywood area. And I was, I was walking around and they actually had some guardian angels there. I was kind of surprised because I always thought they were just in New York City. And I don't know if they were like, you know, I don't know, some other chapter or whatever. But I remember seeing them and they were walking around like a, they looked like a gang. You know what I mean? Like a gang that's wearing all red berets and red vests. But like they do, they walk around and I was hearing one of them, one of the, like I overheard their conversation and the one guy was talking about how he was beating the shit out of this person that was like, uh, again, I think it was some guy who was trying to assault a woman or whatever. But it made me think in my head like, okay, well, if you're, a crime deterrent, and yeah, you know, if you see a crime, maybe you're going to try to stop it, but 
you know, beating up someone, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm wondering, I do mean, the co- context, context is important, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to think these guys roll around, they're being deterrent. Um, they're going to places where crime tends to happen, right? So they're probably going to see it. Now, if you see a crime, if you see someone get assaulted, like for the most part, you are allowed to go in there and save someone's life. Like, yeah, that's not, true. And if someone's attacking you, you're allowed to defend yourself. And like, and that does go as far as go. I mean, if someone's trying to kill you and you need to put them in, basically beat them into submission so that they can't keep coming after you. Like, yeah, that's going to, that's going to be you beating the shit out of someone legally. Yeah. That would be um, like, probably falls in also yeah, like self-defense. So I, I could see that happening, and, but that's, that's where I guess the line between uh, self-defense or defending of others and vigilanteism kind of like, begins to bleed together a little bit and uh, it only takes a few more actions to cross cross over from there i suppose so like i would be surprised if like out of the hundreds of these guardian angels if there's not a few dozen violent interactions a year if these guys are still active i don't know anything about these guys so yeah um, that's true i'm actually not sure if they are still active they, they might be i would just imagine that that's inevitable as for how could a batman-esque figure um a kick-ass, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Uh, exists in this world. I long term, like. Uh, oh, I don't see this person being able. Well, I, I, I okay. I, I don't. If if they are gonna be like you know street level, they're brawling. You know what I mean? Taking care of the <laughs> taking the trash out, as if you will. Um, I don't see this happening long term. Not definitely not more than five years. I mean, I'd be shocked if it lasted that long. Yeah. Um, You're talking, like, on Batman's level, right? So we're doing, like, full detective, like... Well, uh, okay. Walking on the roofs of buildings and, like, (laughs) sneaking out and busting up gangs and drugs. You know what I mean? Like, how far are we going here? Well, you know, okay. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So these are the points that I would want to discuss if uh, of how one what one needs in in minimum to be like successful Batman-esque style vigilante, right? Like for one, let's just say this. Do you think they need to be a billionaire like Bruce Wayne? Okay, so for me the billionaire thing or, or the excessively rich thing only plays a part if you're if we're trying to successfully make a vigilante who can stay out of trouble and stay undercover long term. You need money to pay off all the people that you need to pay off. Oh, I didn't. I never thought about it like that. That's that's where the money would come into play. I would think is like you need <clears throat> you need to be in. And then if if that's the case, then you're talking about a corrupt government and the the, the place that you're dealing with has other problems mm-hmm. at that point. But let's just say that it's corrupt enough where this you know that maybe the vigilante themselves isn't independently wealthy but someone is in their corner that's independently wealthy has the right connections to keep them their identity secret and them out of trouble so when the cops bust them like there there's there's ways to weasel out of it um that's where the money would come in that's because we used it batman so i'm trying to think of like what's the closest to batman you could get uh what are all the factors that would have to come together so yeah i think you would need not only someone wealthy, but someone wealthy and incredibly well connected politically. Oh, okay. Backing them, not not them. I don't think the vigilante could be that person because that person has to keep their name clean. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. 
Yeah, but do do you think I don't know if it would have to be billionaire status? I I mean you know? I think it would have to be very wealthy. Very wealthy. You gotta you gotta pay a lot of important people to to you know keep everything under wraps and and you know give give your vigilante complete immunity. You know what I mean? And keep people quiet and like that takes a lot of money. Hmm, I didn't think about that when I was when I was thinking about this question. I I was thinking to myself, you know what? I don't think much. Okay, not not saying that they would have to have some income coming in. You know what I mean? Like right. I'm not saying that they they could just have a regular nine to five job. No, they would need they would need someone who a you know, relatively good career type of you know income you know to to be successful. But now that you mention it in that context, I never thought about it like that. I never thought about the money being used because I was thinking the money being used primarily just for like self equipment, medical costs, and like maybe you know gadgetry stuff like that. Yeah. So let's let's keep going here. Um, the other thing is I don't think there could be someone with a career because guess what? People with a career have to do. They have you know, to go to work. Yeah. They have to have a career. And yeah. So like yeah, they're just not gonna have time. So it has to be somebody who is is being paid to do this. They, they're, they're yeah, being that's paid true. and they're being trained and you know so it's going to be someone who is probably trained in the best you know uh hand-to-hand combat practical hand-to-hand combat that you can weapons training etc etc none of this i'm batman i don't shoot people thing <laughs> um they you would have to have uh, at least one, if not a few, like really expert physical trainers and doctors on staff for this person. Think about athletes and how they have the best medical, everything we can give them. And motherfuckers are always getting injured or having surgeries and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're right. It would, it would be very prudent for this person to have like friends in the medical field or something yeah. like that. You know, like so you we're said, back to our, we're back to our, our billionaire patron here who can hire the best of the best and have this on staff and ready to go. Yeah, that's true. Um, so there's that as well. And then even then, even with the best of the best, this person is going to have to be in the physical prime. So we're talking from age 20 to 36. And after that, they got to retire. You got to bring in someone else. Just like, yeah. like a sports athlete. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, let me ask you this. Even if they were in their prime, and I know you're saying anywhere between those ages, what if they started out at, let's say, year t- age 20? Do you think they would even make it to 36? Probably not. I mean, physically, just physically. I'm not saying, like, if, you know. Honestly, probably not. Still I probably not. that great of a chance be, uh, of making it that far, but, yeah. I mean. I don't, I don't know what kind of danger this person will actually be in. You know what I mean? And then, and then we got to think about like Intel and stuff like that. Like, is this person going to be in charge of their own Intel? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Like, nobody yeah. is that good at all the things. You're going to need a team of Intel people. And next thing you know, you've basically, you've <laughs> hired like 30 people to surround this one person to go out and do vigilante stuff. When you probably as a billionaire should have just like channeled all your money into charity and youth outreach and you know getting politicians to pass good legislation and city reconstruction you could spend the same amount of money and did way more good yeah that's true you are correct with those aspects so but let's keep it to where he would have to be you know on his own not not having okay. a benefactor so we're if, moving, if we're it, moving away from the billionaire yeah exactly well yeah moving away from the billionaire benefactor but like if this person 
maybe owned his own business to the point of where his business kind of self operates and he uh, makes pretty good money. That might work. You know what I mean? Because then sure. he would only have to every once in a while oversee certain things to make sure that his business is, is thriving and not, you know, yeah. going into disrepair. Uh, uh, my question then becomes like, what is the motivation here? You know what I mean? Like, are you just trying to stop muggings in the street? I mean, I guess that's admirable and stuff, but again, if you do have that much free time and you do want to make the world a better place and like, fight crime you should probably be spending all this time you have because your business runs great on its own like getting involved in ways to like actually change your community and make it a better place yeah you know what i i I wanted to bring that up too i'm so glad you said that because of the fact that uh, you said like what's this person's motive you know what i mean like what he wants to do i think that's the major difference is that you, you you're right it's admirable you're going out there and you're just kind of you know Oh, is this crime going to happen in front of me? Am I just going to stop a mugging or, or a rape? You know, whatever, which, which is good to do. You know, if that's happening, yes, stop it. But, you know, for certain crimes that keep repeating, like drug dealing, sex tra- trafficking, you know, things like that, you may start off finding these low level people, but sooner or later, you're going to have to follow them up the chain if you're really going to do something. Cause if you don't, it's never going to stop. You're just going to get one drug dealer, one sex trafficker, one whatever, you know, after the other. They're just going to get replaced. Yeah. And as far as like also, too, I was thinking the mental state of this vigilante, he's got to probably be a little crazy. Oh, definitely. You know what I mean? And not crazy. What I mean by that is like. So probably doesn't have a family because when you have a family, you can't risk your life like that. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. There's no. I don't see them having a family. They. They. And what I mean by crazy too is, I mean crazy as in like, like people who have that, that like laser focus. Like that is all they do. That is all they want to do. That is all they're going to do. You know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> not to not to not to use the word crazy. I'm not saying that they are crazy, but I just mean like that's their. I think that's got to be something that's in their. You know, in their brain. Yeah. Um, so the other aspect would be transportation. They got to be able to cover a lot of ground. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean absolutely. Um, if we're talking about a major metropolitan area, I mean, traffic's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but and I mean, there's no other way to really travel distance quickly besides a car, unless you have a helicopter, which is not quiet. Yeah, that's the problem. See, to me, I would think <clears throat> the only real way to is maybe if you had some type of like a motorcycle type of vehicle or something that can fly. And if this vigilante is rolling around on a motorcycle, I give them they're going to be dead within the year. Yeah, that's going to be very. Motorcycles are death traps. Exactly. I, I rode <clears throat> four years, and it was by far I, like the fact that I survived those four years of riding nothing but a motorcycle is a goddamn miracle. Yeah, and there's no way that you know it, it looks good for movies and and comic books yeah. and cartoons, but you're you're not swinging from a grappling hook anywhere. That that yeah. you're not you're not <laughs> leaping from yeah you're not leaping from building to building i mean that that won't happen in real life you know that that wouldn't be able to especially you need to cover like that much ground like there's there's no way you could really do that yeah i mean in all honesty like the amount of resources time and money that it would take to make even like the 
the more realistic facade of a real life Batman would it would just it wouldn't be worth investing. You'd be better off using all that time, resource, money, and energy on a million other things to affect way better change than having one guy roll around the city trying to stop whatever crime he can fit into like an eight-hour period. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It just it's just not feasible, and and like that's why most superheroes in our stories are super powered it's so that they can do things that the average human can't do and that includes batman because let's be real like batman has superpowers number one the billionaire thing but number two like he's pretty much the smartest person alive he <laughs> is in the peak condition a human being could possibly be in and has access to like all the science and medical stuff to keep him in that condition for all of his life he has no- nothing else to do but hone his intellect and body and focus it like a laser on the criminal activity of his one city. Like, <laughs> I, I Batman like he's not a, a human being. He is a superhuman. <laughs> I like I like how you you compared uh, having a billion dollars to 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 having a superpower. Well, yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's like all the money in the world, so like resources are never an issue, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have you have you have all the resources in the world. On top of like the best brain that could ever be genetically engineered and the best body that could ever be genetically engineered. Yeah, exactly. You're like you're Captain America on crack. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. So, anyways, I I do. However, there there is one thing that I think is very similar to Batman, where you know I do think that, and this can be done in certain ways, but you know, like if if I were to become like a vigilante, right? Let's say I was, you know. I had the mental and testicular fortitude to sure. go out there and do this. You know, I would actually want to be one that would stay, that would be, you know, distant. You know what I mean? And using certain gadgets that we have nowadays, like drones, um, you know, maybe to at least, you know, instead of having to do all, all the groundwork at first, you know what I mean? Like maybe you can start following these people, surveillance, you know, gathering more intel you know, than, than beating up someone on the street at first, right. you know, um, I think gadgets, you know, are going to be something that you'll need. You'll need something that will protect you, whether it be a taser, gun, knife, I don't know. Yeah, but where are you going to get these gadgets, Tom? Are yeah, that is. Are you going to buy them? Like how, you know? Yeah. So there it is. <laughs> <laughs> you shot down my idea, Will. <laughs> oh, sorry, Tom. No, but. So I guess like kind of, you know, to recap, if if there is going to be someone that finally comes out one day and we're like, wow, you know, for one, you're right. They're going to need money. And whether that means they have a benefactor or they have some, I don't know, way of making their own income that they don't have to spend time on getting that income. Two, they're going to need. Well, obviously, martial arts or hand-to-hand combat, however you want it, weapons training, that's an obvious. You're going to have to have that. Yeah. Um, I think the only other thing that we didn't talk about, which I kind of feel is a good idea, is just like the Batman, why he chose to be Batman, right? It was a symbol. You know, he, he needs to strike fear into people who seemingly don't have fear because they're just – you know, the scum of, of your city, you know what I mean? Committing crimes. I kind of feel like there, that would be something interesting that someone did, you know, if they were to become yeah. a real vigilante. I'll say this. Like, you have to also remember that, like, Batman is a hero, but he's also his own worst enemy. Like, Batman can never succeed because of Batman. 
And Batman chose to become a symbol, and the the criminals did come to fear him, and then all the costume crazies came out, inspired by the man himself. Like, yeah, Batman cannot win. He creates his own enemies he every step your, of the way. Yeah. The more he succeeds, the more he fails. So, like, there's a lesson to be learned there. I love Batman. I think he's inspirational in some ways. But I think, like, some of the more important lessons are the fact that Batman's a fucking crazy person who yeah. causes his own goddamn problem. Exactly, and right? That's be Batman. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, like if there ever was to be a vigilante, you know that person mentally has to be cracked in some way. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's something that's just not, you know, just and not. I think it's, it's also important to just know, like, most problems can't be solved with fucking punching someone in the face. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, the immediate problem in front of you, but it's, going, <laughs> it's not going to solve anything else. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, they would have to also not just be, you know, expert in probably hand-to-hand, you know, combat and all that stuff, but they're going to need to be smart. They're going to need to be able to find out how to stop the the whole problem, not just the one that's in front of them. Yeah, exactly. But dude, I'm Batman. And that is all we have for you tonight. We will continue to bring you up-to-date coverage as new imaginings develop. Please don't forget to leave an iTunes review, like, subscribe, and leave a comment. Remember you can follow us on YouTube and on Twitter at DCY Imagine. And if you would like to contact us or tell us what you are imagining, you can email us at dudecouldyouimagine at gmail.com. This has been Fritz Frivolous, and from all of us here at Dude Could You Imagine, keep on imagining. I feel like you're you're now that you're on the phone. I feel like you're some special guest or celebrity that I'm interviewing. <laughs> I'm some like uh, expert scientist. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, and joining us via uh, you know via phone is <laughs> <laughs> joining us from the Antarctic Circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>